the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. As always here on the show, uh, our show is about building up wealth, understanding the world today, and, and getting you through retirement. Uh, our philosophy and our, our, really our motto in our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, uh, invest conservatively. And, 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 I, and I think that it starts first with putting away uh, funds for retirement. Uh, in this world today, I think that's, uh, it's actually a simple process. I mean, you put away 10% plus your company match uh, in your plan, and then you get to, you can spend the rest of it at a minimum. The minimum is ten percent, and uh, the, uh, the 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 key there is is to sit to, is to just is to just put that money away, and, and that you have to start and, and get your 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 program going. Once you get it going, it'll build up over time pretty quickly, uh, but but you've got to start with the program. And remember, save aggressively, invest conservatively. The, the four hundred one k, the four these are the most phenomenal wealth building programs out there. They've been incredibly successful. Uh, you know, they really where we really have the problem in the country is with smaller companies that 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 don't have these plans in place for their employees. The bigger plans have them in place, and and I think they're eventually going to pass laws that everyone's going to have to have a plan, if, uh, you know, some type of savings plan, and, and I think it's a good thing. Uh, so maybe they should look at doing that. You know, mandating uh, uh, every company has a has a savings plan instead of running around mandating people have to take the vaccine or or other things that they seem to be getting involved in. And uh, you know, so we'll just kind of see where all this goes. But but I, I think it's going to be an interesting time. Uh, a couple thoughts. We 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 just sent out our most recent Max Out Savings report. Uh, if you didn't get it, check your uh, junk mail. Uh, it, it, it sometimes goes into that, and uh, but but it, it just came out. Uh, we put it out late yesterday, uh, talking about a number of things which are going to be discussed on the show today. But re- really, uh, one one of the more interesting things that that happened this week is is the uh, the base book came out, which which is that this is this is just a a, a compilation that the twelve regional central uh, Federal Reserve banks. Texas, the one is in Dallas. Uh, what what they have is is you know how is the economy going? And in this case, 
it was pretty interesting. Uh, of the central banks, uh, only two. Uh, they, the word was the word of the day was really moderate, modest, moderately. Uh, it, everything was you know how is the economy going? The economy is growing moderately, modestly. There, there was one moderation uh, 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 on, on that. Uh, two of the economies, Texas and Cleveland, or Dallas and Cleveland, reported a solid economy. So the economy is kind of muddling along. You know, it's, people are struggling to find jobs, evidently. It's, it's still tough. Well, that, no, that's not what – if you look at that, that's what you would assume just reading the numbers. I mean, they, it's almost in lockstep, they all said the same thing. And why this is important is if you dig into the numbers, and another, a couple things jump out at you, where it says worker shortages uh, – Nine of the 12 reported worker shortages, worker shortages, uh, companies, you know, it's not like uh, worker shortages, which, which is amazing. Uh, employment is rising in San Francisco, strong in Seattle. Uh, it's improved in Atlanta. Wages in 12 of the 12 districts was going up across the board. It, inflation and all of uh, was going up everywhere except Kansas City and Philadelphia. I don't know what planet they're on, but uh, but but you have you have you have a moderately growing economy. Uh, you, but 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 it's really stagflation in a way. And I didn't bring that up in the report, but it, but we, we we think the economy is actually doing better than than than, than people think. I mean, there's just it's hard. For the economy to really grow when you can't get automobiles, when you can't buy houses because there's shortages, and so there's there's kind of a a a a a a, 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 a there's there, it, the economy's kind of on a leash because it can't go anywhere because of these shortages and, and these shortages are there. The shortages were mentioned in in uh, uh, four. Four or five of the district shortages. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, we we had more more car companies this week uh, talking about uh, that they're they're cutting production. Uh, Go go to an auto dealership. They're empty. The park the the lots are empty because they can't get the uh, the semiconductors and other critical parts. We had a discussion uh, this week. about about the uh, just you can't even get it costs twenty thousand dollars to ship a container over from China. They've been shutting down the airports due to COVID, and they're backed up every day. They should keep an airport shut down. It's about over a million dollars worth of uh, excuse me a million pounds of air freight that gets backed up. Uh, it, it's just everywhere you look, there's shortages in the economy. It, it, it's you you can't get you one. I was just at Costco yesterday. There was no peanut butter, you know stuff I liked at least. The, the, Kirkland uh, natural peanut butter, but they didn't have it. it, it, it but it's just like that with everything. And uh, uh, so, so what we're seeing is an economy that is being held back by shortages, by capacity constraints, by the COVID. It, 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 and then we have the government running around telling people that, that they can't, nobody can find a job. I mean, there's more job openings than there are unemployed people in the United States of America. What we're dealing with is, is some people just don't want to work, and a lot of people are, you know, fantastic welfare benefits, and like, why should I work? 
and yet the government's running around claiming that every, you know that these people they can't get a job, and and so that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing an inflationary economy. We're seeing a hot economy. We're seeing a capacity constrained economy. Uh, you know, one thing we we've talked about this show for years. You know, corporate America. One of the big disappointments it, 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 to me has really been how corporate America has turned out. It, it's 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 really been. It's been a sad commentary in the United States of America. Now we have corporations mandating vaccines for people, mandating uh, critical race theory training, being to- uh, ordering their employees to make sure that they understand that they're a bunch of racist and inferior people, bad mouthing you know the, you know the policies of the corporation they're spreading in, in these training seminars is the United States of America was a fundamentally racist country and a bad place to be. These are the same people that are falling all themselves all over themselves to get into China. They have fired workers for the last twenty years, moving plants and over overseas to China. They have, you know, they've cut back plants and equipment. They've consolidated everything at one factory, running at full capacity with just in time inventory. Now we don't have any inventory. Their factories are capacity constrained. They can't grow. They've been spending all their money buying back stock. Uh, you know, there's a two percent. You know, the Democrats want to put a two percent tax on corporate buybacks. Hey, I'm all down for that. I, you know, I've been in this business for a long time, the investment business. Some of my mentors were the people that were going around to companies on the first ones on Wall Street, very first ones going, hey, you should buy your stock back. Your company's at eight, ten times earnings. The company, we've looked at it, your capital, it's at. 80% of book value, but the real value in the company is probably twice that. So you, it's a better situation. You should buy back your company's stock. And we would buy these companies and they would do well. We've gone from that to companies buying back stock at 25, 30, 35 times earnings, two, 10 times cat, 10 times sales, uh, the two, three, four, five times book. It, it, it's just, it, all they're doing is pushing up the price of their stock prices to hit the executive bonuses. And, and it, it's not, and the problem is they're underinvesting in, in the plant and equipment. They're underinvesting in the future of the company. They're, they're, they're running all these companies for the here and now. And, and, and this is becoming an increasing problem. I mean, it was extraordinary. This week there was an op-ed. I want to say the New York Times or, or the Wall Street Journal. George Soros, I mean, I don't even know how to pick a side. George Soros versus Larry Fink in BlackRock. And George Soros is going to, to, to uh, George Soros, okay, if there's an evil person on this world, it, 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 don't tell me about the Taliban. Look at, look at George Soros. This is the clown that, that has backed all these D, D, uh, district attorneys that, 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 are, that are letting all these criminals go throughout the United States, causing a m- massive crime wave. This is a guy that doesn't believe in borders, the biggest proponent of, of flooding the United States with immigrants and opening the Mexican border with, 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 with her, his pal, Camilla Harris, is, is George Soros. But George Soros goes, look, very thinking BlackRock are investing in China. Now, now they're opening up funds to invest in China. Why are they doing that? China is our enemy. China is, uh, is imprisoned uh, over a million Uyghurs uh, it, because of based on their religion. They're in concentration camps. Uh, uh, China is going back hardline communist country. It's an enemy of the United States. Larry Fink, why are you doing this? Well, I mean, that's a real tough one. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's like who side, you know, but 
to Larry, you know, Larry Fink has been a corporate villain. Larry Fink has come out and said that we need to defund the oil and gas business. We need to strip companies and abilities, oil and gas companies, to borrow to produce oil and gas because climate change is such a big problem. And then this hypocritic, uh, you know, fortunately we're on radio, uh, hypocrite comes out, it, 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 it is backing China wholesale. This is a problem that we have in this country with these type of people. I mean, we have got to we have got to purge corporate America of these villains that are engaged in politicalization of of, of corporate America. I mean, it's absolutely preposterous. Some little bitty was it? Uh, uh, I forgot the name of the company, Sound Engine or whatever the hell it's called. That you know, this activist with you know a half a percent of Exxon stock gets together with Larry Fink at BlackRock and a few other people and starts mandating what Exxon Corporation, the biggest oil, one of the biggest oil companies in the world, to do. That's affecting Houston. That's causing uh, Houstonians to lose their jobs at Exxon be, because of this clown Larry Fink. Larry Fink, he's, he's gone beyond that. He, he actually wants to cut back. He says that companies that state that have oil production are bigger economic risk, and he's trying to force up the cost of, tex of Texas bonds, municipal bonds, because they're engaged in the oil and gas business. This guy is a world-class villain. And, and, and here he is doing business in China. You know, wherever this guy can make a buck somehow, he's there at, at, at the expense of the United States, at the expense of the American people. But hey, Larry Fink has every right to do that. Okay, I, I want to be very clear about that. But what Larry Fink doesn't have the right to do is take trillions of dollars of, of, of United States workers' pensions, savings, IRAs, 401k plans, and invest them in, in his radical political agenda. He has no right. I, I have said it before. I'll say it again. Larry Fink and BlackRock have absolutely breached their fiduciary duties when they're engaged in political uh, investing based on politics as they're doing. And hopefully we'll get a state attorney general somewhere that will go after Larry Fink and BlackRock. Now they're, 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 they're getting heavily involved with the communist Chinese, you know, uh, uh, over there. They're, they're moving, you know, again, they're taking U.S. Americans. But look, we could be at war within two months with China. Do you understand that? All China's got to do is, is come across it invade Taiwan. They're looking at that right now. They want to do it. They're looking at the United States in utter and complete disarray. Uh, if they're ever going to do it, they, they do it now. There's no, there's no other way around it. You go in there. You, you quickly strike quickly. You take the, 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 uh, the semiconductor plants in, intact, and then you go to the Americans and you go, look, what we'll do is, is if you guys agree to let us have Taiwan, we'll continue the flow of the semiconductor chips. I, I, I don't understand why they haven't already done it, and uh, be, because the United States is in complete disarray in, in, in the country. We have a we have a, a president that's, that's enfeebled. That 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 is that that they look what happened in Afghanistan and say no, this is good. And the problem is is. Our children are the ones that are defending the United States of America. They're the ones lives are going to be on the list because of these clowns in Washington. And, and, and so why we have corporate America helping out the Chinese, I don't understand. I, I, behind the scenes, I strongly suspect and it, it is that we're trying everything we can to move our semiconductor chips back to the United States. We, we had, I, want to, I saw the number. I want to say it was 25 
semiconductor production companies about 20 years ago. There's like three or four of them left now, and they're all over in Asia. We produce about 12% of our chips in the United States. If a war breaks out over there, we're in very severe trouble. Go, you think I'm kidding? Go look at the car dealership lots now and look, take a look at the cars. There's no cars. What happens if that, if, if that supply of the chips? I mean, it's like the, you know, the supply of the spice in, uh, in, in the movie Dune. And, and, and how corporate America let this happen is just extraordinary to me. And then they have the audacity to lecture people on, on a political correctness and, and critical race thinking and mandating vaccines and everything else under the sun. Uh, it, look, we have too many people in this country that, that aren't paying attention. The same with the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is into equity now. They're, they're into, they're into uh, the environmental activism. They can't even run their own thing. They've flooded the world with money. They, they, they can't raise interest rates. They're in a box. And, and so here we are. I mean, this is just extraordinary. So how do we get through this? And, and I think that's going to key. And I think that the way we get through this is understand we're going to see more inflation. I tell you what, let's take a quick break. I'm up here uh, against a hard break. Uh, and we're going to try to expand upon that, how you can protect your retirement in this type of environment. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. And we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com.
Welcome back to the Max Out Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement here. We're just talking about, uh, about you know, some of the things with corporate America and, and the problems with China. And, and a couple of things. The, 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 actually, it's engine number one was the small activist uh, hedge fund. That, that, that basically got number of seats uh, on Exxon's board. They got they work with Larry Fink at BlackRock and the rest. And, and what they are is they're activists. They go around and they and they and they start getting all the the the, the left wing groups to start pressuring the, the different uh, uh, people uh, out there, the the, the 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 Vanguard and people like that to vote their shares. And Exxon had an enormous number of smaller investors that don't vote. And so they were able to, 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 to kick over Exxon to, to, on, on a more of a, of a CO2-reducing agenda. Here's the, the good news with this is all these old companies are going to produce – are cutting back CapEx. And, and, and they're not, but, and so the, the, uh, the amount of oil they're going to produce is going to go down, which means oil prices are going to be higher. And the people like the Russians, the Saudis, the Venezuelans, they're going to make more money on this, and, and the Americans aren't because – because of, of of what uh, uh, engine number one did, uh, and, and the problem is we have these woke groups running around corporate America, where where most people don't agree with. We have a very small group of people that are bullying corporate America and the American people. And it's time we stand up to these people because they're going to destroy us. The Chinese aren't. The Chinese are playing. They're not playing. They're playing to win. They don't have a bunch of little activists, engine number one. You know, the, the Chinese are going, oh, yeah, Exxon, do you want to sell this good field or whoever, you you know, uh, Shell or whatever, you want to sell your field? We'll, we'll buy it. Sure. They're taking advantage. They're, they're, the Chinese are fighting for the Chinese people. The Chinese are fighting because the China is a great country, and they know it, and they believe in it. Uh, you know, in the United States is, is, uh, is, is basically self-imploding. Uh, with the death wish, and, and 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 so and so the American people are the ones that have to suffer. I mean, the Chinese, they're not playing games out there. And it, 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 it's time that that we wake up to this issue. Uh, as, as we said earlier, I mean, this is a real problem. I mean, China is taking a hardcore turn to to to, to communism. They're raining in all their 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 big uh, their big corporate titans. They're told we expect you to start giving back to the community. Uh, we expect we're working to try to get more equality here in China. Uh, they're also interesting reining in uh, real estate speculation. Lots of people are investing in second and third homes, and so they priced homes out of the market. So they're trying to do something with that. Uh, I, I, I think. And I think you're going to see some of that here. I mean, I, I, China's going after big time after the tech companies for antitrust. That's going to have that's going to have to happen here. Uh, the problem is, is the tech companies and a lot of corporate America, the, half the, the biggest group of supporters for corporate America are, are the conservative Republicans. Well, corporate America is now on a, a jihad of 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 uh, of critical race thinking training. Uh, uh, political correctness and everything else, which is infuriating these people, and, and so th- their their base is disintegrating underneath them. Uh, you know, if you look at the big tech companies, look, you can say whether the election was stolen or not in Georgia, or whatever. But what I can promise you, the election was stolen by basically Google, Facebook, Twitter, and the rest of them that that skewed the, all the searches and everything else. They, with as close as that election, without a doubt, did it. And they are taking hardcore. Now they're censoring our free speech. So 
So we're going to have to go after them on antitrust things. This week, uh, a federal judge, I just read the story where, where evidently Apple won big with, with the, with the uh, antitrust, but Apple plunged Friday on that, on that ruling because the, the judge also said, well, look, Apple has required to let people that have apps on there see that they can pay through their own through the company, not through Apple, which cuts Apple out of the thing. So that was a pretty big negative thing for Apple. And they, and they said, well, you might not be antitrust, but you're pretty close. And the way you look at antitrust is, is you, 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 you don't just look at one company, but if there's two companies that control the whole market, it's the same thing as an antitrust. And so they're going to get them. They're going to come after the tech sector. Uh, the, the taxes are going up on the tech sector. Uh, if you look what Korea did, Korea is is now uh, say, uh, saying that is 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 changing up the payment system on the apps over there, and this is going to happen around the world because people see that they, you cannot let corporate tech, big tech companies rule the world. You can't let them control free speech above all else and control what people are thinking, and that's what they're trying to do out there. So. So, 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 so a lot of things are happening behind the scenes, but these big trends are there. The, 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 this China is a major problem. China is winning. The United States is, in, is declining at an incredible rate. I mean, it's almost like uh, you know uh, Biden is 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 is, is fiddling as as uh, the United States burns down. I mean, I think that's the best analogy you can give. I mean, they're flooding the system, the the the, the country with illegal aliens. Uh, by they open, throwing open the Mexican border, they, 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 a complete collapse of of, of our military in. Uh, in 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 uh, Afghanistan, a complete collapse of confidence of all our allies that the Americans can be trusted at anything. Uh, you have a Federal Reserve recklessly printing money. You've got three and a half trillion dollar uh, spending program they want to do. They they believe in modern monetary theory, which says they can just print money forever. We just talked at the beginning of the show. Look, inflation is almost every single Federal Reserve district is reporting inflation, worker shortages. Uh, so this has all happened. We we see inflation. We just got uh, 0.7% uh, uh, the, of the PPI just came out. Uh, that, that's the most producer price index. That works out to be, what is it, 8 point something percent inflation. Uh, uh, that, that just came out. And, and what, what we wrote, talked, we sent out our Max Out Savings report. And if you're not on the list, go to maxoutsavings.com. It's completely free. We write about these, the big three that are coming down the pike right now. And, and I'm going to go over these. The first one is the PPI and the CPI, which is the is the consumer price index and the producer price index. Uh, the producer price index came out. I thought I think it might have been early, but it came out Friday. Uh, uh, they were expecting six tenths. It came in at 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 uh, seven tenths of a percent, which is again inflation's running over the last ten months at about eight percent. Over the last twelve months, it's over eight percent inflation rate over the whole twelve months, and right now it's eight percent. So. That's on the producer price index, which th- that means the consumer product goods, the, the producer prices go to produce the consumer goods, which means the, infl- the inflation is going to consider on the consumer side. The CPI is coming out next week. That's expected to be hot. Now, Wall Street and the Federal Reserve have all bought into the idea that this is transitory inflation a couple months. It's already 10 months. It's starting to trigger Wall Street saying, no, this inflation is for real. Look. 
you can't. We got two things. We got a 1.3 percent 10-year, and we have inflation running probably over 5 percent by any measure right now. These aren't making sense. That means you have massive negative interest rates. One of those two things are right, and one of them is wrong. It, 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 and so the market is at sky high levels. Well, the inflation over time has generally hurt the stock market. I think the stock market has gone up now, but companies are going to have, they've got to pass on these costs and they're all struggling to do it. Look, as we just said, wages are going up in, in 12 of the, of the, of the 12 federal reserve regional districts. Wages account for 60% of, 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 of uh, expenses in corporate America. 60%. Well, wages are going up all across the United States of America. Well, somehow, that's, it's fine if wages go up and prices go up, if you can charge more for all your products and keep raising the price. But what if you can't? Then you get your margins squeezed. So these margins are starting to get squeezed on these companies now. And, and so Wall Street's going to have to start factoring that in. That's the first big one. The second one we're going to see is is we're going to see the uh, the uh, debt ceiling. Uh, we're about to hit the debt ceiling limit. It's twenty eight trillion, I think, is what it is right now. Well, they're going to go through this probably uh, late September, most likely October first part of November. They're going to try to stretch it out, quit spending money, not pay people. Uh, but but the, but the Republicans have said they're not going to they're not going to uh, uh, pass it. So that could lead to a government shutdown. In 2011, last time we did that, the the, the debt was uh, we lost our AAA rating for Standard Poor's. So, so this could be a problem. And by the way, it was a heck of a lot tougher to back to, to, for us to lose the, the AAA rating to cut the ratings. Now, everyone in the world doesn't trust the United States. They're looking at, at, at we we have a, basically a senile president up there. And, 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 and failures everywhere, a collapse of the borders. You know, you know, how, people are going. Should I even trust? Should I even own U.S. bonds? So, so, and now you want to spend three and a half trillion dollars, which is the third thing. So, so you could see you could cause there's some real problems with this debt limit coming up. Yeah, 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 deficit. You can see a government shutdown. You could see you could see another cut in the in, in the. Uh, the uh, ratings. If that happens, that can pressure the dollar. And the third big one that's right now is is the three and a half trillion dollar reconciliation budget. They're coming up. This is a massive budget. It's one and a half trillion dollars of deficit spending. Uh, now they'll, they'll tell you that look under modern monetary theory, the new theory of the Democrats exposed, we can just spend as much money as we want. And if inflation comes up, we'll raise taxes, which they're going to do as well. So. If that if if this thing passes at three and a half trillion, it's going to be massively inflationary, and so it's more likely going to get cut to two trillion, which still means you're going to have economic growth and you're going to have more inflation going forward. But so we don't know if it's going to be two trillion or one at three and a half trillion. Uh, we don't know if the corporate tax rates are going to be twenty percent, twenty one, or twenty five percent. We don't know if the capital gain is going to be twenty percent or forty percent. So these, it, this is these are huge differences, it, it, and so this is a lot of unknowns piling into the economy at the same it, 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 into the system at the same time. At the same time, we have record high stock prices based on uh, market cap, a total market cap to GDP based on uh, enterprise value to cash flow. Almost any way you look at it, it's record highs or just under 1999 levels. And, and so that means that people aren't really prepared if things go wrong. They're, they're being overly optimistic. And that's why I think you really have to be a little cautious here. Now, 
So if you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call here at the Max Out Savings Show at 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. So, so, so the question is, we, we have a lot of things going on. We have a tremendous – the United States, don't get me wrong, it's not that we're in that bad of a place, but we're not in a good place, and, 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 and our leadership is floundering in the country right now, and the country is deeply divided and polarized. And we have the, the coronavirus, which is, you know, depending on who, who you're talking to is, you know, if, if you're up in, in the South, you, you know, we're going to try to get through this and power through it and, you know, socially distance as much as we can and be cautious. And, and then in the, in, in the Democratic-controlled areas, we have to shut down everything, and everyone's going to have to be vaccinated every five or six months. And, you know, in a, you know. and by the way, I don't know of any vaccine where I've got to be vaccinated every five months or six months. I that doesn't seem to me. You're kind of like, well, maybe I, rather than getting revaccinated every time, why not just you know come up with a real good plan to treat it and just tough it out? Because you know, and I, I we know people that are in the hospital that are vaccinated. So, and again, I'm not. I am anti-forcing people to vaccinate. I'm not anti-vax per se. I, I don't really trust these people at all. So I don't want you to take this in any, any way. But, but I think we have to ask ourselves, in all fairness, is have we done studies to see if people had the, the, the coronavirus, do they have natural immunity? And is this good enough? Or do we really need to take the risk of forcing everybody in the United States, including babies, to be vaccinated every six months? I mean, that starts to be, it, 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 as near as I can see, the vaccine doesn't give you 100% protection. But, it, 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 and I was really shocked the way Biden tried to blame the unvaccinated people for spreading the, the virus, which is, 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 you know, again, it's the same thing, the dissension. It's the same thing as, as, as doing a people of color versus white people, vaccinated people versus, un, it, it, always splitting people up into different sides, making them fight with each other. People should pull together and see who the real evil is in the country, and it's sitting up there in the White House, and, 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 and it's kind of that's constantly trying to divide the country. The motto of the United States is on your coins in pumulus unum in many one. In the Democrats, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they go, look, we got a lot. We got one group of people. How can we split them up and create fights between them? That's that's un-American, is what it is. And so, but anyway, uh, back back to the markets here. So, so we got a lot of a lot of of, of pretty tough things going on. A lot of unknowns happening right now. We're not sure what the tax rate's going to be. We're not sure what the spending level is going to be. We're not sure the size of the deficit. Uh, we're not sure, you know, is inflation going away next month? We're going to find out with the CPI uh, coming up uh, on the 14th. It, which is just a couple days away, uh, just a lot of unknowns right now. And so I think that does – people are uncomfortable with the markets because of that. Now, tell you what. Let's take a quick break, and we're going we're gonna to try to get you – you, know, what, what, you know, what you should do given this situation. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Baby, let's sell your diamond ring, buy some boots and jeans and go. Killing me and in your high society you cry all day. 
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. By the way, Lukenbach, Texas. Have you seen the property prices in Lukenbach, Texas? Oh, my God. Anyway, I tell you what, uh, if you've got a question or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. That's what Chuck did. Morning, Chuck. How are you doing? Chuck? Good morning, Chuck. Hey, good morning. I want to get your opinion. It looks like the Fed trying to paint this false narrative of there's no inflation promise. They keep capping the price of gold around 1800 you know, with their Wall Street buddies. You wonder how long they can keep that game up. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, it, it, gold has really, it, it peaked, uh, let me see here, it peaked back in August, about a year ago, actually. It peaked a year ago, and it's been kind of drifting down. It was it's over $2,000 an ounce. Uh, I, I, there's huge demand for gold. It continues to accelerate out there. Uh, same with silver. Commerce uh, that China has, 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 has a massive amount of gold yeah, that, that they've, they've stockpiled. And, and I, I, I think I, I it's going to move up in here. Uh, I, I think the dollar is going to be under pressure. And as the dollar goes down, that, that's going to help out gold and silver. Uh, but yeah, I'll tell you something interesting, Chuck, is, is the, the, the gold and silver stock. We're doing some work this week on them, 
the PEs are pretty reasonable on them if you if you look at them in here. Uh, if you look at Newmont's about 16, uh, Pan American's 11, uh, uh, Ken Ross is about seven. Uh, it, it, uh, it wasn't maybe eight PEs. They're 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 not super high or expensive uh, out there. But but look, I, I think this inflation is going to keep up, and I think you've got to diversify into different asset classes, including the precious metals in this environment. Thanks. Okay. It's a good question. Uh, so we'll see what they do, uh, but typically it, it, it should be uh, – we, we, the, 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 the money supply has gone up, depending on what you look, 25 30 35%, and, 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 and we're still seeing the inflation. It's still coming up. And, and, and the shortages, by the way, we're, we're seeing going into 22 now, which means continued inflation. But good call. Thank you. Uh, so – so, so, so that's you know. So, so what do you do? Uh, another sector, the oil, the oil and gas sector. Again, the PEs are reasonable in the sector. They pay good dividends. If inflation takes off, the oil is worth more in the ground. Once you get you know, once you get the the production in the ground, uh, it's it. Uh, you discover the field. It, you just have to get it out. And even with the shale, they've been pretty good at, at maximizing their things. Uh, Jennifer, can we? I think someone's on the line there. Can you take knock off the line? Uh, so, so what we're looking at is, uh, is, is the, the, I think the precious metals, the oil and gas, some of your copper, where there's going to be increased demand for uh, for copper for electric vehicles, which is really going to start accelerating uh, some of those things. Uh, look, the trend to electric vehicles is there. I mean, the really pathetic thing about uh, about these environmentalists, the trend was moving forward. We finally got production of of of, of, of renewables down to the point of wind and solar that they can compete with with oil and gas and other things out there, which has been really interesting. And uh, and so the free market is what's creating this. Thing. But but so but the oil and gas is going to be around for a while, and I think it's going to continue. I think what you've got to do, and the problem in this world is everything is very expensive because the Federal Reserve has flooded the system with so much money, and now they're starting to taper. So what you've got to do is, is once this thing starts going down, where are people going to go to with their money? And I think, look, I think one of them, you have to have some cash in this environment. Uh, you know, we see too many people that are fully invested, and when this thing comes apart, it's, it's going to come apart very quickly. And, and and so you want to have some. We had when the market sold off during the pandemic last in in twenty twenty. You know, we warned you ahead of time, February. I think we even talked about it some in in January about the uh, about what was happening with the coronavirus. But we so we had the cash available. We had some hedges on. Uh, and, the, and the hedges went up. We were able to purchase things cheaply. You have to have cash. You have to have some cash in the sidelines where you can buy things cheaply. And so I think it's hard to hold the cash when it's not paying anything with this type of inflation. But but when when stocks can go down 10, 20, 30 percent in a matter of, of weeks, individual stocks, uh, you know, that gives you some opportunities to move and take advantage of that. And And, and I think that's that that's not as, as well understood out there. I mean, I, I think in this world you have to f- try to figure out where things are going. We have a, a, a very we have a you know a somewhat of a stagflation type of world where we have a slow economy. But it's again, I think if they get rid of the shortages, it'll heat up. 
Uh, there, there's huge backlogs demand for cars. They can't get those done for housing. Same thing. So, so this is going to continue for a while. And, and but, but you got to get through. It was easier in the '70s because you could get six or seven percent on your money market when you waited, and the, and the PEs were much lower. This time they're, they're sky high. So, but they're kind of forced up there by the Fed artificially keeping rates too low. But eventually, those rates are going to have to go up, or, or they're going to have to at least pull money. They're going to have to tighten money up somehow out there. Uh, you know, it's interesting. We just saw. We just saw uh, Bill Gates has purchased another, I think, 25% of Four Seasons in corporations. He controls 74, 75% of Four Seasons now. That's not a whole big that number, but but it just goes to show these super big billionaires. They have so much money; it's just pouring in from everywhere because we pushed up the tech stocks because the Fed has flooded us with money, so they're out buying stuff and they're pushing the price of everything up out there. But once once this money from the Fed starts stopping, they're going to have to stop it somewhere because it's completely out of control. At that point in time, there's going to have to be a pushback. We're coming up on the debt ceiling and the three and a half trillion. Well, at what point do people around the rest of the world go, wait a minute, we're not funding three and a half trillion dollars worth of spending, so you can give everybody a day off for, you know, uh, for whatever holiday and basically not work in the United States of America. We're, you guys are screwing up everything you touch. We're not going to keep lending to you. When does that start forcing rates up? And that's going to be very detrimental to the economy and very detrimental to the stock market in particular. And so the strange thing is we're making a transition. We talked about it from to the real economy, which is doing pretty well. And we're judging too much how well things are doing by the stock market. The stock market is in a massive bubble. And so you have to understand that because if you're retired, you've got your assets have got to last 30 years. I mean, there's a good chance you retire at 60, 65, you could easily live to 95, you or your spouse. And so in that time frame, you can't depend on, if you go look through the history of the, you know, anytime we've had bubbles like this, which has been 1929, 1999, those are the big ones, it's ended badly after that. If you look at the bubble in Japan, it, the stock market went down for 20 years. So you've got to diversify into different asset classes to protect yourself. And, and what you've got to do is you've got to pull some off the table. So when you do get that big sell-off, you can, you can buy into those things that are cheaper. Uh, and at the same time, if you're investing in companies with, you know, at 10, 15 times earnings, you're probably not going to get hurt too much versus buying tech companies at 100 times earnings or 50 times earnings or 35 times earnings with three you know, at two trillion dollar market capitalizations on them because once they get that big they're hard to hold up eventually so these are some things to think about anyway if you've got any questions or comments give us a call at 713-339-1070 that's 713-339-1070 now I saw an interesting story today on, on Social Security. We talked about this, and, and, and uh, an expert on this. And one of the things he was saying with the Social Security is some people, as soon as they turn uh, 60, 63, whenever they can take it, uh, they take it immediately. I'm getting my money. I want to get it back as soon as possible. And, and, and what he said is that's not the way to look at it. You kind of look at, at Social Security unless you just really need the money. You don't have the money. You, you, you have to take it. Okay. But if you don't, you're still working or you still have enough income coming in. 
Social Security is like a like an insurance policy if you if you've got a pretty good savings plan. It's growing. Your income grows approximately eight percent every year you hold off till age seventy, and so by holding off, that means in the future. So let's say, let's say you take Social Security right away. Well, if you make it and you only make it to seventy five, you've made a pretty good choice. You've gotten as much money as you can, and you would would avoid. Uh, if, if you wait to seventy, but 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 if, if but if you if you took it at sixty, but if you lived at ninety five years old, that's a big difference in your income on Social Security, and that means in the in your outer years is when it's going to money is going to be tighter, and you're going to be that that income which is going to be up to seventy something percent higher is much more valuable. So when it comes to Social Security, you you want to put off taking as long as possible, and you want to think of it as an insurance policy. Something to think about. Uh, uh, Jennifer, do we have any phone calls? Not right now. Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, by the way, we sent out our most recent maxed out savings report. That's now, if you haven't got it, uh, check your junk mail. Sometimes it goes in there. Uh, if, if you're not on the list, go to maxedoutsavings.com. You can sign up for the free list. As we talked about earlier in the show, we got – look, we're coming into September – and September is typically the worst month. If you look at it, it's, it's the only month that really consistently has a down month. And people think it's October, but typically the market has already decided to go down starting in September. It maybe has a huge fall in October, which everyone remembers, but then it kind of goes up some after that. But So the really tough month is September, which we're coming into right now. And there's three big things happening. you got your, your uh, PPI, which is this week, CPI next week – is it going to confirm this inflation is really start is really there? It's kind of accelerating and is a problem, or is it say, going to say inflation's going away? We think it's going to confirm the inflation. The, the second thing is we got the debt limit. Are the Republicans going to vote to approve the debt limit, or are we going to get a government shutdown? Well, is that could that cause a a, uh, a cut in the in the, uh, the the ratings of the United States of America? We'll see. It, that's what happened in 2011. And the third thing is, what type of budget are we going to have? Are we going to have a $3 trillion new green deal, which is going to be everything the Democrats ever dreamt of, uh, a new deal like Roosevelt's New Deal in the 1930s? You know, keep in mind, he passed that in two terms, the new deal. And, and he had a majority in, in the House and in, in, in the Senate, a big majority. These Democrats have a razor-thin margin, and they're trying to jam everything they, through they can right here and right now. I mean, the audacity is really breathtaking. But if that happens, your taxes are going to go up across the board. Corporate taxes are going to go up. If corporate taxes go up as expected, that's going to cause a 5% drop in, in earnings for S&P 500 next year. So we don't know what's going to happen on this deficit. It's coming up over the, in late September. October timeframe. Now, our thinking is if it goes into later October, it's going to be very tough to make the tax retroactive to this year. We're getting a lot of phone calls on that. We don't, Biden wants to make the tax retroactive back to April of this year so people people could get hit with double the capital gains taxes if this thing passes. So there's a lot of things up in the air right now. And so we just don't know what's going to happen. At the same time, you've got a very expensive market. And I really think people, I don't think they really understand the dangers of inflation that are coming up. You have a sky-high stock market, and if that inflation continues up and interest rates start going up, 
uh, you're going to see this market drop precipitously. And we've been look, we've been keeping an eye on it. It really, it seemed to really kind of start breaking down this week. Uh, there was there was some sell-offs, and then Friday it, it sold off pretty substantially. I just ran through a couple things. The S and P 500, you know, it, it, it's broken some support lines. It's not above the 50. The NYA is just above the hundred. The 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 the, uh, the, the Dow is underneath the, the 50. Uh, at 50-day moving average, and these are kind of warning signs out there uh, of, of stuff, to, of things to happen. And, and so this is something we, we want to watch kind of closely. The, actually, the Dow Jones is right on the 100-day moving average, and that's not a real positive sign. And the S&P is just at the 50-day, so you could see a further breakdown from here. I think you've got to be real careful because what if in 87, uh, interest rates kept going up every month? And the market kept going up. People said, well, it, oh, they went from 65 to about 8, 8.3 or something like that on the 10-year. People were saying, well, God, that's got to affect the market, but the market kept going up. What if it, instead of interest rates this time, what if, it's, it, what if it's inflation? What if it's the inflation that people suddenly, what's the straw that breaks, breaks the camel's back? The, thing, the straw that broke the camel's back with Joe Biden was a complete collapse in Afghanistan. People lost confidence. What's going to be the straw in the market? And that's going to be the interesting thing. So I think you want to be careful in here. Anyway, if you need some help, go to our website. You can request an appointment with me. I'll sit, sit down with you and show you how we're managing retirement money through this, this type of environment. So if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and also sign up for that free newsletter. It's completely free. We don't bother you at all. Uh, it's a private list. And uh, But we, we write a lot of stuff to help you out with these type of issues. Anyway, remember our motto in philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. we see you next week right here on the next update. The warm Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.